If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. Okay, as always, tons for us to talk about. Uh, let's talk about, and I love the way you phrase this today, it's the irony watch. A lot of irony in what Premier David Eby has had to say yesterday. Yeah, we had a news conference with the Premier yesterday and a lot of questions about uh, maybe not the issues he would have chosen, but good questions nevertheless. So um, what about this promise that the Premier made, indicated back in the spring, that, yeah, he recognized there was a problem with open drug use in parks and playgrounds and other public spaces, in the wake of the government's decriminalization of the drug supply. I recognize it was a problem. He'd heard from some mayors and councillors about it, and by George, the provincial government was going to deal with that because the premier recognized it was a problem. So premier got asked yesterday, what about it? And, of course, the question, Simi, was prompted by the uh, mayor of Port Coquitlam, Brad West, and his council going, I, I, they're tired of waiting for Victoria and the provincial government to do something. So the council out there has voted to bring in a bylaw that says you can't take drugs in public spaces in Port Coquitlam. Not the first municipality to do it, but um, West is a new Democrat, I think. Uh, you'd have to say that based on his political history. And through, a couple of other members of his council are new Democrats. And they're not happy with the provincial government on this issue. You know, there's so much irony because yeah. in yeah. this, because this week we've also been talking about, you know, the provincial NDP government not liking the stance of the federal NDP yeah. party and wanting the federal government to do something and not getting it. This is like almost the same situation. It's uh, the same storyline uh, when you boil it down. So... Uh, provincial government wanted bail reform. Uh, David Eby led the call for bail reform. He got a commitment from Ottawa to bring in a piece of legislation. They did bring in a piece of legislation for bail reform that would make it tougher for repeat violent offenders to get bail. They brought in the bill in May, and then they just let it sit there. They adjourned uh, the federal government, parliament, two days early, didn't touch the bill. And yeah, David Eby came out and said, come on, like, you guys promised this. Where is it? I'm disappointed. Um, okay, fine. Uh, what about David Eby's promise to do something about open drug use? Yeah. Premier got asked about this yesterday. And he said, well, you know, I, I've noticed what uh, Mayor West is, is doing out there in Port Coquitlam, and uh, other mayors are doing it too. And, hey, you know, the provincial government is talking to the Union of BC Municipalities about whether or not there's a solution for this province-wide, whether or not we can do something in the fall legislative session, which, of course, is when Ottawa, the fall, is planning to deal with bail reform. But, you know, the Premier said this is complicated, right? This is a complicated issue. <laughs> Isn't that what? what the federal government said? <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just repeating what they say, Simi, right? The nice thing about this job is you rarely have to make anything up. Uh, you have to That's be so super true. desperate because what they actually say is... 
Oh, and of course, Ottawa says that too, but it's complicated, right? I mean, I, I would suggest as a general rule of thumb that any time a prob- pro- politician says it's complicated, the translation is, you know, we don't actually want to deal with this, right? Because it's a tough decision and it's going to anger some people. So we're just going to say we're studying it. It's complicated. <laughs> Again, so much irony in all yeah. of that. It's fascinating. Okay, so that's going to be coming. But let's also talk about the other issue here. We have to. Long weekend upon us. So, of course, something <laughs> goes fairies. wrong with BC Ferries. You've got to love BC Ferries. And I heard you describe them as a gift that keeps on giving. And, I, and, and you know, if you're, if you're out there listening and you're thinking of taking the ferries this weekend or you're dreading the thought of the lineups or anything, I give you the advice from BC Ferry Corporation that came out yesterday. So there are cancellations. There are staff shortages. There are ships out of service. Service, and they admit it's going to be another tough, long weekend. But the Ferry Corporation has some advice for you. Walk on. Just walk on. Oh, sure, because you don't need your, your car on the other side. And your belongings and any members of your family with mobility issues behind. And just walk on. Problem solved. And I, I heard that and I thought, has, any, has anybody in the Ferry Corporation ever actually gone on a family vacation? Like, I just went on one with my daughter and her husband and our grandson, and we needed two vehicles to haul everything off, you know? I thought, like, you're thinking of going on the ferries and you don't have a reservation, and the ferry corporation is saying, walk on. Like, you know, it's going to look like a trail of refugees fleeing some country in the middle of a civil war if the people that actually need to use the ferries for family travel and visiting in-laws and relatives and stuff are having to walk on and drag all their stuff behind them. Exactly. And so I don't understand how this keeps happening, Vaughn. What is going on? Well, Premier got asked about it, you know. And so a year ago, just to recap, John Horgan fired the CEO of BC Ferry Corporation. Mark Collins, they paid him more than a million dollars in severance. And Horgan said this was absolutely necessary to turn things around at the Ferry Corporation. And he said, you know, if you talk to somebody in a ferry lineup, they would say, what took you so long, right? Like Collins had angered the union, angered the premier's office, so they fired him. Okay, a year later, uh, we still got lineups, service problems, and excuses coming from the ferry corporation. So E.B. got asked, uh, what about it yesterday? He said, it's not acceptable. That's, that's another thing you hear from politicians today. It's not acceptable. Like, okay, but what does that mean? It might be not acceptable to you, or to, if I'm in a ferry lineup, to, to the listener, right? But he's the premier, right? What does the premier do when it's not acceptable to him? Well, we saw last year, John Horgan fired the CEO. Okay, we still have the problem, so what does the premier do about it? Well, David Eby yesterday, he says, <clears throat> I understand the challenges at the ferry corporation. Okay, your team has been in place for a year, right? The former NDP uh, cabinet minister, Joy McPhail, is running the show over there. She's chair of the board. She fired the CEO. She brought in her guy. Okay, so the premier says, I understand the challenges. And he says, the public is going to have to be patient. So there's your choices, patience or walk on. You're not going to get any answers or any relief this weekend on the ferries.
Uh, so is that the old it's going to get worse before it gets better situation? I don't know. You know, there are real problems out there, <laughs> yes, exactly. and they've been building for a long time, Simi, and, you know, okay, and it's complicated, right? Apparently. <laughs> but I, you know, be patient. Um, that's what you're asked if you're worried about public safety in downtown, and, well, E.B. says that's the fault of the federal government not doing anything, and... If you're waiting for a family doctor, well, they're dealing with that, but it's complicated. Uh, recruiting foreign doctors, yeah, well, it's complicated. Uh, be patient. Um, cost of living, patience, please. Uh, you go down the list, uh, this government has been given an awful lot of patience, in my view, by public on a lot of these big problems, and they are dealing with things, not quickly in some cases, and you sort of wonder, um, how long are people going to be patient? And uh, maybe if you're traveling on the ferries, how long are you going to keep walking on? That's a real test for this weekend, though, isn't it, Vaughn? Because yeah. this is now the second kind of big long weekend this year where this has been a big problem. Yeah. And you can only ask for patients so many times. I agree. And, and you know, the premier actually said, like, I, I actually understand the challenge. He said, grandmother lives on the island, so David Eby and his wife have two children, right? And I don't think they're all going to walk on the ferry. They want a visitor, right? So he understands that, you know, if you're visiting on the island, uh, walking on uh, isn't a particularly useful piece of advice unless the in-laws happen to live in the ferry terminal on Vancouver Island. Like, you might have to drive somewhere, and you might need a minivan if you've got two children. So he does understand the problem, but he's also pleading for the public to be patient. And, you know, I think we, there is some evidence out there that the public is quite patient with some things. But you know, uh, well, let's wait and see if they're still patient uh, as the problem goes on and on. But here we are, another holiday weekend, trouble on the ferries. And they have a, a relatively new CEO, and we, yeah. we've spoken to him recently as yeah. well, and he talks about this, but you got to wonder what's going on behind the scenes to get this thing back into yeah. shape. Yeah, and Joy McPhail and Jimenez did improve things at ICBC. So you can... You have to give them that and say, okay, you give them some time to turn it around. And even though, as I said, it's been a year since uh, McPhail fired the CEO at a million and a half dollars in severance. But okay, patience, all right, patience, public, let's see how it goes. I, my guess is if uh, our colleagues with cameras and microphones descend on the ferry lineups this weekend, we may find that there's some people out there who aren't walking on and aren't patient, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. We will. We'll have to wait and see. I'm not taking the ferries this weekend. That's <laughs> my decision. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be talking more about this, especially with the long weekend upon us. But Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.